0: Welcome to episode 15 of Taming Dragons, and this week's topic is about protection. I made an IG post earlier this week about the three things that are obvious when someone struggles with protecting um, themselves as well as others. Um, The first was willful blindness. The second was victimization. And the third was the turning of the tables where um, I described that a person will assign uh, responsibility to the other person, like a third party assignment. They will reverse responsibility for what they can do for themselves. Um, so I, I kind of go through that briefly, but I wanted to spend this episode uh Reflecting on how I learned about this type of cycle that can happen in human behavior, when they have not experienced a healthy, um, a healthy dose of protection in their youth or in their childhood, um, I, I share with a lot of people that I grew up an only child, and my mother was um, from the south. And she left from Georgia to move to New York City at the age of 18. Uh, that was her bout of independence. And she made it work. And Back in those days, there was a saying about New York is, if you can make it uh, here, you can make it anywhere. And she, sh- she made it. I mean, she survived. Uh, I come along about, what is that, uh, 12 years later. And um, basically... Growing up, I recall noting at a very young age that my mother did not know how to protect me. And the first time it became like blaringly obvious for me was um, at 11 years old, I was molested by a person that was as close as family, wasn't a family member, but was as close as for me. And um, telling my mother this, uh, she looked at me and she said, well, when did it happen? And I waited a while to tell her because I was afraid. And she said, well, that that was over a month ago. So what am I supposed to do now? you should have told me when it happened and even though I was really young I remember thinking to myself that shouldn't matter is you really don't know how to approach this thing you really don't know how to um, protect me and it wasn't from a place of anger that I looked at her from that moment it was actually a place of sadness like I could see that she was sad that I had been molested and something had happened to me. But I was equally as sad, if not more, that when I shared with her my my experience and my violation, she didn't know how to even address it. And so that's when I became very aware that some people, although adults, did not know how to protect themselves or others it was after that that I started to note mentally so many areas in my mother's life being passive i um, being somewhat introverted that uh, she was dominated by a very um, heavy hard personality a lot of narcissists <laughs> and uh, she shrunk she was she quieted herself and she did not know how to address on protecting me or her for that matter. As I became an adult, I looked back on those moments and again, in the spirit of forgiveness and understanding, I realized that she took that stance in her adulting because as a child, she had no one to show her what protection looked like. She was not protected. Um, As she got in her 60s and 70s, we had deep conversations about um, things in her childhood, times when she was at risk and really harsh, um, just terrible things happened to her. And she was on her own. And her way of processing that pain was to suppress it and to just keep moving. And in doing so, 2018, my mother passed away of liver cancer, which she never drank a day of her life. So I couldn't understand why the liver, only to understand um, that liver. the liver is an organ that holds on to um, our spirit of unforgiveness, our anger, our rage, that organ sits, it, it sits in that organ in particular. So I believe that the notion of her not being protected Really did do some internal damage, not only to her spirit but to her physicality. Her 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 true um, her body took in that that pain. I'm um, saying all that to say that I wanted to publish this episode because I see this recurring theme in a lot of people's lives, where they look at their childhoods and they look at the adults in their childhood, and they're trying to process why did these adults either act like they didn't see what they saw uh, took a real passive um, uh, way of addressing really serious situations or didn't address it at all and punished the child um in some way and that's why i came up with the willful blindness victimization and turning of the tables willful blindness is uh acting as if if there was a an event that took place if i act like it didn't happen maybe it'll just go away and it won't happen again this happens when a person has been attacked or violated and they go inward and they're not able to talk about it and it could in the future, something similar could happen to their child or their children, and they do the same thing. And then there's the victimization of it where people feel powerless. They feel like I don't have a chance, a grand, a a ground to stand on. How do I prove it? And that was more like my mom. I believe that, you know, she just didn't know how to move forward. She didn't have people in her life that could advise her. Um, She was embarrassed. Uh, She was ashamed. She felt guilt. And so she victimized herself and just you know, freezing in in that, in those moments of pain. Um, So it comes out that way. And then the turning of the tables when I see that is typically that kid who was told that in some way that it was their fault. And that too um, happened to my mom. You know, there was times when things happened to her in her youth that it was reversed on her and she was accused of being the reason why. And so, um, in turning of the tables psychologically, she reversed responsibility in um, you know the people that should have been responsible, or even when she became older, taking on responsibility herself, and she placed it on others because it was just too hard for her to address. There's so many ways that we process pain. But um, I, I really do want you to consider that not everyone, just because they're a man or a woman, know how, knows how to protect another human being or themselves, depending on their childhood, depending on the way they perceive themselves in the world. They may truly struggle with that. So, you know, not everyone has a warrior's heart. Um, And then some people have a warrior's heart, but they don't know how to go to war strategically. They're not effective. (laughs) And so there's something to be said about knowing in your maturity and in your leadership exactly how to approach a situation and a problem, learning how to look for solutions. It's a skill and not everyone has that. What I, I really wanna stress is that it's not something we're born with innately, it's learned. Um, I had to learn. My mother learned too, but she didn't learn from an empowered place. But I learned through her pain and her um, errors of what not to do. And so um, I'm hopeful that some of these reflections can help you in your journey of taming the dragon of protecting oneself. Self-preservation is something that we uh, embrace in self-mastery. Learning how to really uh, own the power that is within each of us is... Uh, a skill that has to be practiced and you have to be mindful of in everything that we do. But let's not look at the world and think everyone after a certain age just innately has this skill. There are a lot of people who just don't. And we need to recognize it um, and make sure that we understand our own and proceed uh, with caution. And with that, that is the end of this episode. I'm hopeful that it helps you this week and I will see you next week. Have a great one. Please check out worldmastery.com to learn more about Amy's work. You can also follow her on Instagram at mastertheworldwithin. Please subscribe for more weekly content and thought-provoking topics. We wish you continued clarity, alignment, and courage on your lifetime journey to mastering the dragon within